Welcome to Just Another Podcast. Hey! I've been around the block a couple times before. I've seen everything, I've seen a little more. I've done everything anyone could ever do. I've had my share of towns, and I've had my ups too. I've seen all the racy, I've been all the racy. Hello and welcome back to Just Another Podcast. We're here with our fourth episode. We got an exciting show for you today. We have our special guest not only joining us for the interview segment, but also joining us for our first segment here today that we're going to talk about shortly. We have Wayne on the show. How are you doing today, Wayne? I'm doing well. Great. Thanks for coming on. Steve, what's going on? How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing good, Matt. I'm doing good. Uh, we we have a glimmer of hope for some Buckeye football. Uh, let's all cheer on those parents heading up to Chicago this week. Absolutely. We got Sean Wade's dad. I actually got to meet him flying up to Indianapolis when I was coming from Florida for the Big Ten Championship. Great guy, really nice guy, big guy, scary guy, not someone I'd want to mess with. So good luck to the Big Ten office, uh, Kevin Warren and, and all the other officials up there. You got a big guy coming your way that's not happy. So uh, let's see what he can do. You never know. You got some Ohio State parents who are supposed to go in, some Iowa parents, hopefully some other parents. So what's the worst that could happen? Yeah, agree, agree. Let's stay positive. Absolutely. So until then, we got an exciting show for you today. We're going to be talking about more NFL. We keep stuffing as much NFL down our throats as we can to try to forget our sorrows, drown our sorrows away about college football. Hopefully some optimism comes. But until then, we're going to start you off today. We got a fun segment today. We are going to talk about draft strategies and one in particular called Zero Running Back. If you go into a draft, you want to have a draft strategy. You want to have some type of idea of what you want to pick, who you want to pick, when you want to pick someone. Even if it doesn't go exactly according to plan, having a plan will get you a team that you like. You know, just not going in all willy-nilly is going to get you some crazy team that you're not happy with and you're going to regret for the entire season. You're going to get the wrong kicker in leagues that don't have kick that actually have kickers. Steve hates kickers, so we don't get kickers. So. I'll, I even get some be unhappy with my kicker, but you need to plan your team, plan your draft. So here we are today. We're going to take you through a strategy not many people are familiar with, but can have a lot of success called zero running back. So Steve, how are we going to draft this? What's the setup of our team and where are we drafting? All right. So we're going to do a random draft order. It's 12 team. What we're going to do is quarterback, two wide receiver, two running back, two flex with five bench spots. We're going to skip the defense for now uh, for the sake of this draft. So that will leave us with oh, 13 we're draft rounds. kickers. Uh, let me check. No, no Darn. kickers on just another podcast. No kickers. They're gone. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But if any kickers would like to join as a guest, we'd love to have you <laughs> and talk about your lack of relevance. Wow. Okay. I'm sure they'll be calling us soon. <laughs> All right. What pick so, we got? All right. So clicking random here as we start, we are pick number four. All right. So, yeah, it's a good little spot. I think that 
we should have start us off with the first three backs off the board. So that'll be a nice little spot for us to start. Absolutely. Okay. So as predicted, we did, we went CMC Barkley and Zeke to start us off. So why don't we let our guests pick the first pick for us, Matt? What do you think? Absolutely. Wayne, don't let us down. Every non-running back on the board for you, Wayne, who are you going to go with? Wait, I thought that I, I thought I was getting the seventh pick. Didn't I try to get the seventh pick less? <laughs> uh, no, anyway, so um, I think what we're going to do, we're going to focus on this. Uh, obviously, you guys said no running backs. Um, I think what you have to do, uh, you know, I don't think you want to take a quarterback this early. I think fourth overall is way too early to take a quarterback, even though you do have some studs out there. I think you need to go with receiver. And there is one receiver that stands above the rest. And I think that is the guy from the Ohio State University, Michael Thomas. Love it. Good pick. Absolutely. Good pick. Great. All right. So we're going to let the end of the first round finish out here. Swinging back to us. Oof. Oof. Okay. So in my head, I don't know what you guys were thinking here. In my head, I was really hoping one of those top tier tight ends gets back to us. They, Matt, we just got crushed. The picks just before it got back to us. Travis Kelsey, George Kittle go back to back, breaking my heart. Ah, that hurts. Oh, some other notable wide receivers off the board. Julio, Allen Robinson, Chris Godwin. Some, I don't know, Matt, you take, you take this pick, but that, that hurts with those two tight ends being gone. I agree, but there is somebody I see who's still out there. I'm a big fan of him. Now, Godwin has surpassed him probably as the best wide receiver on the team, but I could see a resurgence of T. Brady going down to Tampa Bay, throwing lights out, throwing passes all over the place, completions, touchdowns. I could Matt, see do you, big do you take any consideration to Lamar here? I, I like Lamar. Mahomes is out there too. So I think if you really want a quarterback, maybe one of them gets back around to us next round. I think we need to take a wide receiver right here. Worry about a quarterback later. Hopefully we can grab one of those coming around. But if not, there's a lot of solid quarterbacks and maybe we, we wait even longer for a quarterback. You know, it never hurts to wait on a quarterback. So with that said, I'm taking Mike Evans with our second pick, locking it in. All right. Good choice. Good choice. Here we go. Patrick Mahomes gone. Lamar Jackson stays on the board. Okay. So awesome. Easy selection now, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like Lamar a lot. I think he's the best quarterback on the board. He, he helped me do big things last year. So I, I like it when we're going to focus here and do the first five rounds where we're not going to pick any running backs. I, I like it. Why this not is kind pick, of a cheat taking a running back yeah, here. Why not, why not take the running back that plays quarterback? Yeah, so, exactly. So Lamar Jackson, lock it in. Number three. I like it. Okay. So gonna, gonna keep going here on to our pick number four, a uh, bunch of names off the board, but, it looked like the four picks prior to us here were running backs. So that, that works out for us, leaving us lots of open names on the market. Uh, Matt, one jumping out 
to or Wayne, this is your pick, but one jumps out to me is the Buckeye and Terry McLaurin. You got Tyler Lockett, Devontae Parker out there. What are you thinking, Wayne? All right. Uh, you know, I like Terry, uh, scary Terry, as he's become to known. Uh, you know, a good guy. Uh, I don't know who's going to be the quarterback yet in Washington, though. Uh, Tyler Lockett. You don't uh, know Dwayne he... Haskins? Wait. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, uh, you, got, you got Tyler Washington Lockett, uh, DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf, both those guys with the Seahawks don't know who Russell's number one weapon is going to be there too. So I don't know if you want to focus on either of those guys. Um, and then you got T.Y. Hilton, but he's kind of struggled recently. Um, you got a new quarterback that actually can throw to him, so T.Y. might be a good uh, option. But I think you're going to go with Philip Rivers' previous number one option and go with uh, Keenan Allen. I think in this spot, I think he's a top receiver on the board. PPR machine. I like it. It's a good pick. Maybe Scary Terry can fall to us next round. I think there's a chance he does. If he does, easy pick for us. Yep. I, I would love that. I would love it. Let's see it. Oh, damn. There he goes. Man. There he goes. Terry McLaurin gone. Okay. So, Matt, now your pick. Uh, All who, right. who do you like? With, with the guy we wanted to get back to us gone, who do you like? We had just picked Keenan Allen in round four. This is our last round in round five without a running back. So, what do you think? Right. Uh, Scary Terry would have been, been a nice pick from our boy. Dwayne Haskins, the Ohio State duo on that Washington football team. But there's a couple names out there. A.J. Green is someone who's of interest to me. Word out of Cincinnati is that he's healthy again. So that's a, that's a potential pick. Jarvis Landry's out there too. Not a bad pick either. But I think it's time that we look at a stack. If a, a stack is, if you don't know, it's taking a quarterback and a wide receiver. So when they do get those points, you get double points from those players. So it's always nice for a touchdown. Double your points. Marquise Brown is out there. I think he's going to take the next step up this year as as in his second season, and I'm locking him in with our fifth pick. So you mean our running back can throw to this wide receiver? Uh, he Somehow he throws the ball sometimes, not often, but often enough that I think this is a valuable pick that will get all of his you know, few uh, excuse me, throwing yards to Marquise Brown. So uh, it it will happen, Steve. It will happen sometimes. All right. All right. I, I like it. I like it. Hollywood Brown. Okay. So as, as we recap our first five rounds without running backs, we go Michael Thomas, Mike Evans, Lamar Jackson, Keenan Allen, Marquise Brown. That is pretty solid. So now is here is where we'll start to look towards to in the sixth round. That's when we'll start to look towards our running back. So as it gets around to us here, I, I look at the board and we we got guys like Raheem Mostert, David Montgomery, Tariq Cohen out there. Um, so a, a little slimmer than I would have liked to see, but I, I guess where I'm at, the name that strikes to me is David Montgomery. He's not exactly the the most strong option here, but as you look at picking no running backs. I I just think he's a guy that's going to get a whole lot of carries. He's probably adds some safety to start us off at running back position. I'll I'll go I'll go David Montgomery. I agree. I think he's a great pick out there. He had almost 900 yards, six touchdowns last year. Really looked over a lot. He's supposed to be in better shape this year. He's down to eight percent body fat. So 
a leaner, stronger, faster, hopefully running back this year. I think he can take that next step forward. Tariq Cohn is the wide receiver more so than a running back. So he's going to have a lot of room and a lot of carries. So it's a good first pick for us when we want to stack up on running backs now to try to find those two or three who really can be our go-to backs throughout the season. All right. Sounds good. All right. As we go to round seven, we got to probably look at another running back. Wayne, what do you think? All right. Uh, you know, Matt, uh, you mentioned Raheem Ostert. Um, I think he's the kind of the most reliable option sitting out there right now. A lot of the other guys, they're, they're backups. There's not really much else on the board right now. Uh, Mostert, though, he came on late, uh, especially through the playoffs. I remember he was a, a real big hit through the playoffs last year. So uh, with him and Brita, Brita's already gone, obviously. Uh, but you're going to have a, a repeat, I think, of that offense that's going to do pretty well. So um, I think, again, given the options that you have out there, you still got Cohen out there, but we already have Montgomery, so you don't want to double up on that. Um, and there's not really much else out there except for, for uh, backup. So um, let's go with uh, Raheem Mostert with this pick. Like yeah, another, another solid pick. Agreed. I think he uh, has a lot of potential, just got a restructured contract. So getting his money, getting paid, hopefully he can finally come through. 772 yards last year, eight touchdowns. So Hopefully with less people in the backfield there, like you said, Wayne, Matt Breed is not there anymore, went down to Miami, gives him opportunity to, to continue what he did in the playoffs and have a successful year this year. Yep. Okay. I like it. All right. So we move on to the eighth round. Matt, what are you, I'll, we'll let you take this selection. All right. So what I'm looking for now is to potentially get a, a, a tight end. And a lot of tight ends have been taken off the board. Uh, it's a good time. We want to scoop one up. Uh, Darren Waller, who I like a lot, has gone. Hunter Henry and Evan Ingram are gone as well. But I do like a wide receiver who's coming back after a year absence. We do have Mike Evans, but I don't care. I think Tom Brady, like I said, is going to have a solid year. He's got a lot of targets, a lot of mouths to feed. I'm going Gronk along, taking Gronk. He's got the potential and upside to be a top tight end, and we're grabbing him as the – Sixth, seventh, eighth, tight end off the board. I'm going Gronk. Lock yeah, it in, Steve. I think he could be a touchdown machine, so I like that pick. Absolutely. And look at that. Tom Brady goes right after me, right after us, getting scooped up in the eighth round. There we go. There we go. Yeah, that's that's solid. Okay. So coming back to us. Whose pick is it? Is it mine or Wayne's next? Take it, Steve. All right, I will take it. I'm looking. Oh, damn, man, we're we're struggling. There's guys that are going just before I want them each and every time. It seems like, but that does tend to happen in drafts. So I was hoping Cam Akers would make it back to us, but hmm. In looking at some of the board, I mean, you got guys like Sony Michelle, Antonio Gibson out there. We talked about Matt Breida. He's got a new landing spot over in Miami. There, He's out there. But I guess as I look at those names, it's a lot of guys who are sharing the backfield. So I'll go, I'll go with another rookie also sharing the backfield, but I think one on a tremendous offense. And I'll go with J.K. Dobbins here. O.H. I owe. So we got a big part of that Baltimore offense there. We got two running backs now and a, and a, and a wide receiver, but that's that could be potentially our wrecking ball if they have a big offense and they do well next this upcoming year. Yep, agree. All right, are we All staying right, on the running back train? 
Yeah, we'll have to see round 10. So we've we've kind of uh, bounced it out a little bit. We have three running backs so far, a tight end. Uh, Wayne, what do you think here in round 10? Uh, I think you got to keep up the running backs. Um, obviously, we've said earlier that there aren't really many running backs out there. Uh, so you got to take what you can get. Um, I think one guy that is sitting out here right now, he might not be the starter, but uh, as is uh, with most stories that we've seen here in Cleveland, you are the starter until you're taken over. So uh, Marlon Mack is sitting in Indianapolis. Uh, you know, you, they drafted a, the young kid, Jonathan Taylor, out of Wisconsin, uh, who is supposed to take over that position. But um, I think uh, with Philip Rivers coming in to run that offense, uh, new guy under the helm, uh, you're going to want to have someone that who knows that offense and knows what's going on there. So keep Marlon Mack in that top running back spot in Indianapolis and take him with our next pick. Yeah, I think it's solid, especially with this strategy. I think it's a good pick, Wayne. I, we we have some rookie. We you know we took the rookie shot last round with J.K. Dobbins. Here's a guy that until J.K. maybe gets some shots later in the season, I think you have a guy early in the season who who could kind of take that role for us. So I think it's a good pick. Solid, solid. All right. All right, so eleventh round. Who do we got? Is this is this my pick? Yeah, Matt, you took you took Gronk in the eighth. So okay, so coming up on me, I think we probably need to focus running back here again. Um, as I look, who's there? Man, we are down to some slim pickings here at running back. Sure are. Which which scares me a bit. Which scares me a bit. I mean, we're we're talking some 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 deep guys on the roster a lot of handcuffs out there and available you're looking at tony pollard we don't have these guys i guess i'd look to add a little bit of stability with our roster i mean as i look at the running backs we have um that we've just recently taken in dobbins and mac we're not sure what the stability looks like there so a guy that can probably get us a few solid starts when we need him uh, with with Mr. Geis screwing up in Washington. Uh, for the Washington football team, I guess I'll go with the old Adrian Peterson. I like it. Another guy that we can slot in, especially early on, if he's taken that lead role. Past two years, he's had 1,900 yards rushing. Uh, Couple touchdowns each year, so it'd be a solid player to slot in. Uh, get us some, get us some, uh, some fantasy football points. Hopefully, help us win a couple, couple uh, matchups early on in the season, and then uh, see where we go from there. So I like it. Another solid guy who's going to get some carries, especially early in the season. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, so now as we look through our team, we got one, two, three, four, five running backs. We have one, two, three, four. Four wide receivers and the tight end. So it, it may be it may make sense to look at a wide receiver here, Matt. What do you think with your pick? I agree. Uh like running backs in the last round, there's not a lot of guys out there, but I do see someone who uh we have be another buckeye, another guy we've been a big fan of, another guy who has the potential to take another step forward this year down in Carolina is Curtis Samuel. He's got Teddy Bridgewater there. He's got a new coach. So I think it's a good dart throw late to uh, take him, see how he does. And, and especially with the depth that we have at running back, it's not a big risk and it's a high potential pick that, that could, uh, you know, have a big season this year. 
Yeah, I like it late in the draft. Good pick. Thank you. All right, so last round, last pick. We've pretty much evened everything out. We have a quarterback. We have a tight end. So the world is your oyster, Wayne. Last pick is yours. All right. Uh, you know, I would have liked to take, I think, McFarland. I want to I, I want to take another running back. You know, again, we started off without taking running backs. So I think towards the end, you want to take as many running backs as you possibly can. I really would have liked Anthony McFarland in this spot, especially knowing what happens with James Conner and getting hurt. Um, you know, uh, looking at other options out there, you know, there's really not much else out there, though. So um, looking at this, I, I just think that with the uncertainty of what's going on with the Rams, uh, they lost Gurley this year and they got Cam Akers and Cam Akers is supposed to be their guy. Uh, it's a rookie though. So you can't really rely on him. Rely on someone who's been there uh, for a couple of years. Um, has kind of been a background guy, uh, but take Malcolm Brown. He's a punisher at the goal line. See if maybe he can sneak you a couple of uh, free touchdowns. All right. Solid way to finish it. Solid way to finish it. I think this draft was a little tough. I think we got, sniped a few times here but let's do a quick recap of our team so remember in this strategy we tried the no running back strategy where we did not draft a running back till the sixth round so we went michael thomas mike evans lamar jackson keenan allen marquise hollywood brown then we started off wide receivers david montgomery or yeah running backs david montgomery raheem mostert went with the touchdown machine mr rob gronkowski J.K. Dobbins, Marlon Mack, A.P., Curtis Samuel, and Malcolm Brown. Not bad. Not bad. We did get sniped a bunch. The site, Fantasy Pros, which for anybody that's looking to go do some practice, this is a great site to do it at. Fantasy Pros gives us a C. What do you guys think? I think they underrated us. I think that we have a solid team. We got some top-tier wide receivers. We got one of the best, if not the best quarterback this year. He's going to get all those running back yard, rushing yards. We got a lot of high upside potential with the running backs. And I do think that the fantasy sites don't really recognize or recommend the, the zero running back strategy. Just because it's hard to pick those running backs who are going to jump up in, in tier this year, like uh, Austin Eckler did last year, you picked him as a mid-round guy, and he ended up being a top five back. But if we can hit on one or two of those guys, this is a great team. You know, what? one strength that, that is probably not talked about too much with this strategy is we are pretty loaded at wide receiver. So if you have a team that's kind of struggling early for wide receivers, you become a, a great opportunity to come, for them to come to and, and look to trade. So that's one thing that this strategy does, and it's one thing to keep in consideration as you do your own draft planning. Absolutely. Also, too, also, I was a uh, I was a C student most of my life, and I've made it out pretty well in my thirty six years. So I think we're going to be okay. Oh, we're ruined. Scrap the team, Steve. Throw the team in the garbage. It's it's bad. It's it's bad. Oh, just boy. kidding. All right. Well, thanks. I, 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 yeah, and I agree though. Too. I just want to hit on one thing. I I, I like the receivers. You know, we talked about the whole the whole Hollywood Brown thing uh, as the fourth receiver, but you have those first three in Michael Thomas, Mike Evans, and Keenan Allen that Marquise Brown. Sure, you don't know what's going to happen with him uh, with the uh, running back throwing to him, but he's a great uh, filler option for one of those guys that they do go down. Definitely. Yeah. Thanks, Wayne. Appreciate it. When we come back, if you haven't got to know Wayne well enough yet, you'll get to know him even better. So get excited and stay tuned. Thanks. Thanks. 
All right. Excellent. That was a great draft. That was a lot of fun. Thanks for doing that, Matt. Uh, Hopefully that helps everybody prepare for draft strategies. And today we have a really fun guest with us. So uh, it was the previous commissioner of this league and he is in the flesh in person. And the interesting thing is, is I, as I look at him sitting right next to me here, he has a great face for a podcast. So we welcome Wayne to the show. Hey guys, yeah, I, uh, I've got a, I've got a great beard. I wish you could all see it. A uh, great mohawk going on as well, but you know, is what it is. Well, like I said, great face for a podcast. Exactly. All right, so Wayne, you have spent the the bulk of your career here in minor league baseball, and along with everything else in 2020, it's been a total cluster of a year for minor league baseball. So, tell us a little bit about what that was like for you in in the COVID times um, and, and just kind of give us what, what your life has been like a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it has been a difficult year, um, especially being down in Texas where I run a minor league baseball stadium. Uh, but uh, it, it, it was weird because we were, we were getting ready for the season uh, come February, March, usually when we start cranking things up, waking the ballpark up and all that kind of stuff. And then uh, everyone started kind of freaking out saying, well, it's coming, it's coming. And, we didn't know how it was going to affect us. Uh, we got some high school games out there and then uh, getting ready for the guys that were going to be coming out and preparing the stadium for the uh, minor league guys to come into town. Uh, all of a sudden, minor league baseball decided that, uh, or major league baseball, I should say, decided that they were going to kind of put things on hold. Um, major league baseball basically controls minor league baseball. Um, so we were at the mercy of them. And uh, ultimately what ended up coming down is major league baseball had canceled their season, at least the start of it, uh, which kept pushing back the start of minor league season, got to June and July, and minor league baseball said, we're just not going to do it this year. So uh, one of the cool things we did, though, uh, our stadium was still playable, um, you know, and our state uh, in Texas was still open to allowing uh, baseball to be played. So we did a summer collegiate league. Uh, we joined the Texas Collegiate League this year. Uh, it was normally a five-team league. It became a 10-team league. We hosted two teams. Uh, which meant we had baseball every day uh, for we had a total of 30 total games um, every day, but Monday. Uh, so basically went from the end of June through the beginning of August. So how many days in a row of baseball did, did would that mean for you? Uh, so again, we did six, six days a week. So it wasn't essentially every day that we had a baseball game every day, but Monday. Uh, and then we did have one set of three games where we had double headers. So over a span of 35 days, we had uh, 34 games. Hoo-wee. Yeah, and that included the playoffs because one of our teams made the playoffs, and then we had two more games of the playoffs as well. Busy, busy man. All right, Wayne. So pretty much since I've known you, you've been baseball, baseball, baseball. What's the future hold for you? Uh, I'm still hoping to stay in baseball. So uh, I don't know what the future of minor league baseball is going to be. It does look a little dark right now, uh, just given the fact that they're talking about cutting down a bunch of teams. Um, and then because of this whole COVID process, it really hurt a lot of those teams that don't make a lot of money um, over the course of the season. So smaller markets, smaller towns, smaller cities, they love their baseball, but it's hard to make money when nobody is showing up to the stadium. So we'll see what happens uh, with the history of minor league baseball. But my hope is to stay in minor league baseball, but I will be leaving the state of Texas come the end of next month. Breaking news. You heard it first here. Wayne is leaving Texas. 
on just another podcast. We break news. That is what we do. All right. So just another podcast, the name of the podcast, but we know this comes from just another league. So Wayne, you were the co or you were the founder, the original founder of just another league and, and have been, you and I have actually been the longest members in the league. Uh, we, we were both there when it started. So tell us a little bit about your time as commissioner and, uh, and, and the p- passing of the torch this year. Yeah, I think it started, I want to say we're in year 15 or 16 or getting close to that. Uh, and the league actually started in the basement of the house I grew up in in North Royalton. So uh, we did it old school. Uh, I bought one of those big draft poster boards uh, where we had the stickers. Uh, we would have everyone over, have pizza, have wings, all that kind of stuff. And everyone draft over, did it old school style. And then, uh, you know, we ended up changing it. Uh, I can't remember what the original league name was uh but then a few years back we changed it to just another year um basically the uh browns theory and any cleveland sports team has always been there's always next year so uh you know just for those of us who can't win it it's just another year so we'll see what happens so that makes a whole lot of sense the league is based on for those of us that can't win it so it makes a whole lot of sense that i've become your commissioner i fit right in (laughs) So speaking of, that's, that's right. So speaking of winning it, uh, Wayne, here's a quiz for you. When is the last time that you won just another year? I do believe, I don't know the year, uh, but I do believe the very first pick I had that year was Ezekiel Elliott. Um, and I can't, like I said, I can't remember. I think it was his second year in the league. Before you go too much farther, you're wrong. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Well, so you won this league in 2017. And so in that year, I'll, uh, so the question to you is the same question we asked John when he was on earlier. Who was your highest point total position player in the year that you last won, which is 2017? And now that you have your hint, it was not Ezekiel Elliott. All right. Um, well, I know John got a hint uh, as far as what position it was, but I won't try to go that far yet. But I will guess it would have been. Was it my defense? It was, it was not your defense, uh, nor was it your kicker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, then I will have to go with. I think the obvious choice would be a running back, but I know the one year, either last year or the year before that, I had a stellar defense in New England. I can't remember when that was, but they, them or Jacksonville. But I, I don't know the answer. What position would it be? Uh, the position would be running back. Uh, let's go with CMC. No, so the answer is Todd Gurley with with and he i wonder if he may have been running back number one in that season he had 383 points so that's very huge point total actually was that the year i traded with jen to get Gurley? yep jen jen had him picked him in the first round of the eighth pick of the draft when your first pick was jordan howard with the seventh pick of the draft and (laughs) you didn't actually pick ezekiel Elliott, but i did with pick number 10 in the draft Whoo! Wow, you turned that one around, Wayne. Nice, <laughs> nicely done. 
Absolutely. Well, hey, Wayne, thanks for joining us. It's good to have you back in Ohio. We're going to do a fun segment. We talked about your time in baseball. We're going to do, coming up next here, another little draft, and we're going to do a fun little segment uh, uh, of a draft with best Indian uh, best Indians team of all time. So thanks for joining us, and we'll, we'll see you shortly. Well, hey, we we Thanks, thank Wayne, Wayne for joining us. He's going to stick with us again here. And uh, all right, so in last week's draft, um, we did '90s TV shows with Derby and Matt. I am sad to say that our fans, yes, are bad they taste, got great taste. Won. Thank you, people. The people have spoken. Nice work, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> Yep. So well done. So I'm hoping I could turn this one around. So with this one, we are going to do Indians players of our lifetime. And so what we're going to do is we're going to select each, each of us are going to select one outfielder, one infielder, one pitcher, and then you kind of get a flex option to pick whoever you want. So we are going to go draft order, Wayne, you, me, and we'll go snake. So Wayne, kick us off as we just talked about your career in baseball, we have the tribe on right now. So kick kick us off with your first pick. All right. So uh, growing up, uh, you know, didn't really start watching baseball until, you know, what, 94 when the Indians came, when the new stadium was built, the Jake. So, um, you know, at that time, uh, just before then, there wasn't too much good baseball. Um, but then, you know, the tribe really started to spark and they started to play well and, uh, everything started off really well with the top of their lineup and the top of their lineup. Uh, that guy has always been my favorite player, uh, since growing up and watching baseball. And it's unfortunate he is not going to make the hall of fame because he did not make enough votes, but my first pick is going to be number seven center fielder, Kenny Lofton. I could have put that one in there before we even. Nice, asked. solid pick. I was a huge Kenny Lofton fan growing up as well. So I respect it. I like it. Uh, I'm next. Starting out, I got to start out with a big name. He was also with Cleveland during that time, was actually with Cleveland for uh, the first half of his career from 91 to 2002. My man, Jim Tomey, with 612 home runs. 1,699 RBIs, 2,300 hits. I'm a huge Jim Tomey fan. Spent a few years in Philly, White Sox, but he spent the bulk and the start of his career in Cleveland. So I'm going Jim Tomey with my first pick. Infield. Uh, good choice. I have a picture with you Great by the statue. statue. Great so picture. good choice, Matt. All right. So in the spirit of a lot of home runs spent half the career, I, I'm, I'm more, more mad at this guy for leaving. However, he is probably the best hitter I've seen play the game of baseball. The, this guy uh, could, could hit any pitch anywhere and he he was he was just as happy to take an opposite field single on a really tough pitch as he was to hit a monstrous shot uh home run so i'm gonna go with manny being manny manny ramirez good pick solid first round so i get to then follow it up 
um, with a second pick here. So, hmm. All right. Have some tough options. Here's another guy kind of going back to Wayne. This is, He should be an absolutely no-brainer Hall of Famer. Uh, he's having a little troubles getting in, but Omar Vizquel, absolute, just amazing talent watching him with the glove. So that those are my picks. Nice, and solid Omar. picks. Got that infield and outfield covered. I'm going to mix it up here. I'm going to pick someone who's a more modern day guy. Was with the Indians until recently. A two-time Cy Young winner. Two-time AL wins leader, three-time All-Star, and an AL ERA leader. We just traded him last year, but he's probably my favorite starting pitcher the Indians have had. Corey Kluber. Klubot. Klubot. Good pick. All right. Uh, so let's see. I got a double pick here. Uh, Steve, uh, you took my Omar pick. Uh, so I thank you for that. And, uh, Matt, you took my other infield pick in Jim Tomey. So, uh, Indians have had a great, uh, infielders over the course of the years. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of third basemen you can choose or some second basemen you can choose. Um, it's really difficult. You know, I don't know if I, I go with that right now or give myself a little bit of time more to marinate on that one. Uh, but I'll go with a pitcher for this one. So, uh, growing up in the nineties, uh, you know, obviously born in the eighties, going through the nineties, uh, we had one guy that kind of led our team, um, through those, those years. Uh, he has then gone on to be a career pitching coach, um, and has worked his way up through the different systems. But, um, I don't think anyone will ever, uh, dislike this guy in Cleveland, Charles. Nagy. Nice. Ah, good choice. Good choice. All right, and that'll bring me back to my other swing pick here. Uh, I'm still going to try to – I'm going to wait on the infielder. I want to go with the flex pick. Um, Steve kind of brought to mind a pick that I kind of want to snag right now because I don't know if either you or him are going to think about it, um, but it's a guy that really loved playing here. Uh, he can hit very well. He was known for uh, big walks. Uh, he was known for big home runs. He was known for playing multiple positions. He also, if you remember, was known for crying the day he got traded. Uh, Victor Martinez. I want to take Victor Martinez with my next pick. The one guy who, even through all of our struggles, wanted to continue to be here. Um, and I heard the, the heartbreaking story about his son uh, the day after he got traded. Uh, pointed at the, the clubhouse and says, Dad, we got to go over there. And he goes, no, son, we can't go over there anymore. That's the opponent. Wayne, pulling at the heartstrings of the crowd. Don't man. buy into it, folks. Good pick, thing. though. I like it. Uh, my turn again. I got two spots left available, outfielder and flex. And I actually think I'm going to go flex here. And I'm going to go back to pitching. There's another guy who I was a huge fan of. Spent his first half of his career here. Spent the second half in not so nice pinstripes, but he was another Cy Young Award winner. The heart of our team during these years from 2001-2008, CC Sabathia. I was a huge CC fan. He's a big fan favorite as well. So I'm taking CC with another pitcher going, putting him in my flex. 
Ah, uh, that was who I was gonna pick. So that's yes, that's, tough to that's what I like to do: steal the picks right from under your nose. <laughs> okay, so hmm, interesting. So okay, I I'm looking at that. Both you guys have your pitchers, and both you guys have your flex. So. You're pretty much rounded out here as far as everything I can take. So, okay, I am looking at this, and who will I pick? So, Matt, you definitely stole my guy. I was thinking CC would slip through here. Can't pick him, but I'm going to, I guess I'm going to go very recency here, bias, but it's been absolutely incredible to watch just in his last couple years what Mr. Shane Bieber has done. Um, he's been off to just a record-breaking start of this season, which almost makes you kind of sad to see that the shortened season. I mean, in a lot of ways, it'll be very cool because um, it'll be a very memorable season here, but he's off to already breaking records and has some very high company with some of the records that he's had as far as strikeouts in his first few starts here. But, um, but he's just been absolutely locked in absolutely incredible. And he just is that, that kind of typical Indians pitcher where he's a bit quiet, uh, and, you know, just, just kind of gets the job done and just amazing how he strikes guys out. So I'll go with Shane Bieber. And then I will go with Mr. To finish off my team, I'm going to go with Mr. My bat is not corked. Point to my bicep. Throw the ball at the, the cameraman, Albert Bell. All right, so to recap quick, so my my picks there were Shane Bieber and Albert Bell. So Matt, back to you with your last choice. You have your opening. All right. Field. Well, you say? just as I stole your pick, you stole my pick. I had it all teed up to, to pick Albert Bell. You stole him right under my nose. I have got to pick another guy real quick here. Lots of good options, but I definitely took some power off the board there. Definitely did. Uh, I'm going to go with someone who I think is going to be another fan favorite. His career was shortened by injuries, but he had a solid career. He could hit home runs, steal bases. He did a little bit of everything while he was in Cleveland. And I'm contouring to a certain demographic of, of uh, picks here. I'm going for the ladies' picks. I'm taking Grady's ladies, Grady Sizemore. Yeah, I guess that makes sense that that's the Absolutely. route. Absolutely. Gotta love Grady's ladies, Grady Sizemore. Great player. Wish he didn't get injured. He would have had a stellar career and kept going, but that's what I'm picking. All right, Wayne, last pick to you. You got to finish it off with your last infielder. 
All right. So uh, I'm surprised that uh, one of these two candidates Steve did not take since growing up it was one of his favorite players. But I'm going to focus on a second baseman. So we've got two that I could choose from. Both of them are from Puerto Rico. Both of them fan favorites. One of them, their brother played with them. One of them was here for basically all the rough times in the early 90s and through the mid-90s. Then kind of ran into some personal troubles. But I'm talking about Carlos Baerga and Robbie Alomar. So now I have to choose which one I want. Robbie Alomar was here for three years, had three stellar years with us. All-star years, batted over 300. Tremendous doubles, uh, RBI guy, defensively, all that kind of stuff. Then you have Carlos Baerga. Was towards the top of the lineup. Uh, was a setup guy for Albert Bell to come up and hit himself in. All that kind of stuff. So it comes down to, do I want to go with the guy who loved Cleveland and loved playing here, or do we go with the Hall of Famer and Robbie Alomar? That being said, I'm going to go with Robbie Alomar on this one. Uh, Hall of Famer, uh, again, tremendous stats. Not really a Cleveland guy, came from Baltimore, but uh, was tremendous when we got him um, and played well for us uh, through the late 90s. So that'll run he, he was certainly a good compliment to my infielder, Omar. So you're just giving me giving me a boost there. Absolutely. So whatever, you, uh, whatever gets you to sleep at night. Whatever gets you to sleep at night. <laughs> so my... All right, so Matt, who I is got, your final team? Uh, Grady Sizemore as my outfielder, Jim Tomey as my infielder, Corey Kluber as my pitcher, and CC Sabathia as my flex. All right, Wayne, how about you? All right, lead off, Kenny Lofton, uh, batting second. I got Robbie Elmore playing second. Victor Martinez hitting my cleanup spot and third spot because he's that good, and then pitching us through the complete game and the W, Charles Nagy. I'm not so sure Charles Nagy had many complete games, but, you know, okay. Uh, So, I started off with Manny Ramirez and and then went second with Omar Vizquel. I feel really, really good about that start to it. Uh, Stole Albert Bell right under Matt's nose and finished it off with the man of this season – Shane Bieber. So looking forward to everybody's votes. Thanks for tuning in this week. And uh, hopefully we were able to learn something with our draft strategies. And we appreciate having you. Thanks, everyone. Appreciate the listens. We appreciate the comments, the votes. We're looking for next guests. We're looking for new ideas. So if you want to be on, if you want to join in on the fun, Wayne just had a stupendous time with us. Uh, You know, join us, contact us, reach out. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone. Hey! I've been around the block a couple times before. I've seen everything. I've seen a little more. I've done everything anyone could ever do. I've had my share of towns, and I've had my ups, too. I've seen all there is to see, I've been all there is to be, I've lost all sad